0: Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Bob Learn Jr. Bob is in his fourth season as a head coach of the men and women's bowling team at University of Tennessee Southern. Bob, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, Bob. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're just going to hop right into it. I want to first off say you know, a huge congratulations to you and Tennessee Southern for winning arguably one of the hardest, uh, regular season events at the Hoosier tournament. So, first off, tell us a little bit about, you know, what it was like to win and what, was, like win and what was your path to to success there.
1: Well, I mean, it's like winning the U.S. Open for college. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be tough. There's three different patterns. One of those patterns is going to be a take away from the U.S. Open. And sure enough, uh, that was the final pattern again this year. Um, as far as it goes, it's really a mentality. Kids know it's going to be tough. Uh, you know the emphasis is on filling frames, and certainly it came down to that uh, when it when it came to the wind. Um, it was who who would falter most. Uh, scores weren't high, so it was really a, a test of will. And
0: so, Bob, with all your years of bowling experience, your years of coaching experience there at, at uh, down in Tennessee, and then also with Team USA, you can communicate that verbally to a team as uh, uh, you know probably until you're blue in the face. But how do you get it through to a team that wow, it's really going to be a challenge? And, and this you know it's going to be an emphasis on spares. It's going to be shot making. It's going to be lower scoring. So we're not going to see those strings of strikes.
1: Yeah, I, well, I have one. It takes good shot makers, which I do have, um, you know, to be able to accomplish it. Uh, honestly, um, we work at it a lot. I put out a lot of tough stuff for them to bowl on. Of course, they continue to work on spares. Uh, I think, you know, across the board, it's it's probably more an issue than anything else for at the college level. Uh, but not, not that it doesn't affect the PBA players as well. We see it there as well. Um, again... It's a mentality. The fact is everyone has to bowl on that pattern. So it's not like you going through this, you know, this trial and tribulation of bowling on these tough patterns. Everybody's there with you. They all have to try to get past this. They all have to work, uh, and fight those demons, right? The ones that, uh, make you fear what you're up against. And so, you know, the more they're in that, uh, situation, you know, they've been to my, this team, Seven of the eight are seniors. So they've had four years of experience at the Hoosier. So, you know, it takes a little bit of that as well. Experience goes a long way.
2: And so that kind of follows up into my next question. I mean, you guys are, you know, ranked second going into sectionals. And, you know, I would say this is kind of your breakout season as a program. And you guys have both phenomenal. Um, you know, what's changed? What's different? So you guys are competi- competing at such a high level now.
1: Well, I think a lot has to do with team dynamic. Uh, you know, it, it's always a, an ongoing struggle, though, trying to keep everybody together as a team and try to erase the individual aspect of it. Um, but again, I really think it's just because they spent so much time together that they really came together this year. We've been top five, uh, certainly been in the top 10 for uh, a number of years here. So, um, you know they 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 know that they have the ability, but at the end of the day,
0: truly believing it when it matters is the key. And these kids believe it. So we 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 mentioned with you guys are uh, number two overall seed for the the sectionals, the intercollegiate sectionals, and and you guys have probably the the closest um, of distance to travel for the t- sectional, which is being held in Smyrna, Tennessee. You guys being not too too far away. Are there any advantages to that? And then if there are advantages, how do you, tr- how do you try to communicate to your team, yes, we, we are the closest. This happens in the NCAA tournament as well. The number one overall seed usually is a little bit closer to home and, and, and stuff. But you, you guys still have to shoe up and bowl, and the teams are going to be hungry that are, are there with you guys in that bracket. So is there a fine line you have to walk between saying, yeah, we're close, but we still got to do our jobs and get out there and compete?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, this is the first time in five years that we've gotten the bull at Smyrna. So we had to go to, uh, Dallas twice. Uh, last year we went to, um, uh, we went to Dayton, Ohio. So it's been a while since we got to play here. Now we do have conference event patterns, which, uh, you know, our, our conference, uh, is basically run, determines run by the, uh, you know, by the same person that does the patterns for these sectionals, so not that they're the same, but you still have some ideas of how patterns are built right, and how he how he goes about his business doing so, so I didn't want to name that person, but um you know we we've seen the center every year in conference, so we get we do know the center. Uh, low-end to high-end, there's certainly an advantage when you understand topography of the place and uh, tendencies that the center has. So it should be an advantage, but you're right. Nothing gets done unless we, uh, we really stick to our plan. And it's Baker. It's about filling frames, not getting in trouble. And when you get in trouble, just being patient and work your way through it.
2: And so with that being said, kind of getting to the coaching side of things now, you know, obviously, you have bowled at the highest level, and you set a TV scoring record. I mean, you've, you've done, you've won on multiple levels, even on the senior side. I mean, you've done so much as a player. Now, how much of that, if at all, has been letting you being a coach is completely different? Are there some, some similarities? What has that experience been like for you to now coach this team at the level right now?
1: Well, making them believe that it, um, it's it's okay for them to to win. You know, I think a lot of that goes to, you know, when they first start college bowling, they may not be the top program, but they're looking at top programs thinking, oh, gosh, we got to bowl them. But then you get to a point where you go, oh, no, we we are them. We are that team. Those few teams are now looking at us going, oh, we got to bowl them. So it's a mentality. Um, certainly from my standpoint, being a competitor, being as competitive as, you know, anyone who gets on the lanes, um, I think they – you know, they've learned uh, for me that all things are possible that we get out there. We work hard. It's going to it's going to you know, we're going to see wins and we're going to see the success that we're looking
0: for. And I know that I could sell them on that because I've been there myself. Bob have you ever seen in, in collegiate bowling more parity than we have right now with with all these different teams that you have to keep your eye on as we go into these tournaments it seems like there's one of a number of teams that could win in any any given event any given year
1: that's true each year I think collectively it's it's gotten better and better a lot of that has to go with the, the coaches have gotten better as well um, you know Bowl, college bowling's come a long way. If you look at where they were 10 years ago to today, you're seeing more competitive programs because one schools are investing in it um, and they're getting the right coaches in place. And those coaches are able to go out and find those players that are going to be successful for them. So uh I think, you know, junior goal is a great resource for a lot of those teams Personally, I was more about, I do clinics, I travel, do a lot of stuff on weekends, and I was able to come across players that were kind of under the radar. And if you look at my team, uh, you know, I haven't gotten them from Team USA. I haven't gotten them from Junior Gold. Uh, I got them uh, in the small towns and uh, in areas where people uh, haven't gone and haven't seen them play. I get a lot of coaches going, where did you get him from? And I'll be like, oh, California. They're like, how'd you find him? I'm like, I'm doing a clinic. So, I mean, I have a, I definitely had an advantage being able to have that kind of a reach because I get in front of them, work with them on lanes, um, out of season, of course. But I have that opportunity uh, to meet, to meet these kids, work with them and see them three, four years out.
2: And what do you mean? You before, you have, Seven out of eight seniors, if not upperclassmen, and you guys are going to the nationals. Excuse me, sectional What would it mean for you guys to make it to nationals? Well, listen, you and your team.
1: I mean, we have to look at the big picture here. Uh, as many people know now, the UT Southern program has been shuttered going into the next season. So um, this is it for our program, and all these kids have bought into what we're doing here, and. I know the guys have really stepped up, you know, they're, they really want to, you know, go out big. They don't want to go out just, you know, kind of upset and worried about, you know, what's happening to the program. But they actually said, you know, we're here to win. That hasn't changed. And now I think they're even driven more uh to make that happen. It's their last chance. Now they know it's the last chance and uh the kids are really stepped up. The girls are, are dealing with a little bit more of emotion with that. We have less seniors uh, on that squad, and so they're fighting through some of the emotion of the fact they're not going to be able to bowl next year. So we got two sides going here. Um, hopefully, the girls can can you know get things kind of figured out on their side. Uh, we got plenty of talent; they've just been uh, caught up in, in what's happened with our program. Um, so it would mean everything. It would mean everything for these kids to get up here. We're not far from the school. Um, our AD will probably show up. Um, they're going to, you know, see them carrying away a, a sectional win going on to nationals, and yet we still have NAIA uh, nationals coming up as well. So we have a lot in front of us.
0: Yeah, Bob, you mentioned the unfortunate news here with the program. What has the reaction been like in the collegiate bowling world? I know the school is reaching out and doing what they can regarding folks and scholarships and trying to help the, your underclassmen out there, but what has the reaction been in the whole bowling community. Cause this, this kind of is a shock to everyone.
1: Yeah. I would say it's just that, uh, it's, it's really been disbelief. Um, you know, they just like, how could this possibly happen? You guys are wrecking it, you know? And, um, you know, I guess it makes them look at their own situation Going, this could happen to anybody that happens to this program, you know, and, and they, you know, they want, they want, they, they don't understand it. Um, and I don't think you can really explain, uh, you know, really what everybody's going through. That's part of this program. It's tough. It's really tough. We're not the only program that's ever shut down, but I mean, this one's a, this one's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, we have a lot of dedication here. Kids that really came, uh, for one reason to have a chance to, to get as, as good as they want to get to and, and have a chance to go out. Uh, and hopefully win a national title. That's kind of been their drive. They know that this is it, one time. I mean, that's if that's not a storybook you know, story,
2: then I don't know what is. And you know, that's with the best. And I think it's quite special. They got me bowling with the chip on your shoulder in a way. So, you know, myself and Tim can't wait to watch the guys compete. Um, you know, and another you know, question to the coaching side of things, you know, and, and even, like you said, I've been in coaching a few years and you know, one question I'd love to ask is, you know, from your first year of coaching to, to where what the point right now, what's one kind of tip you would give maybe the bother coaching now that you might not have known when you first got started?
1: Be patient. I was trying I was trying so hard and working so hard with them, trying to get them to a level uh that it needed time. You know, we just needed time to let that happen. Um, I felt like I was maybe working too hard at first trying to make them more than they were ready to be. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Certainly, uh we work hard at this. We put time on the lanes. These kids understand what work is. And um, I, I've always been that way. And I think initially I thought that they were willing to work as hard as I would. And so now I know a little different. that I have to be a little easier on them, let them build into it. Uh, When they're ready, uh, they'll step up.
0: Bob, everyone has seen and watched your physical game, but can you talk about, you know, your mental game and then how you've passed along some tips to your teams through the years regarding the mental game and just how important it is in collegiate bowling? And then, of course, if, if anyone wants to take that next step.
1: Well, I think really my strong suit is lane play and getting them to see the lane better, making better choices when it comes to lane, which is part of the mental game, right? Um, as far as, as far as any player, I think for the most part, we have moments where we're very strong mentally and then we, we, we struggle with that. And so getting them to understand Things that they can do, or, or or ways to go about making them think better or stronger. Um, it's certainly something we work on. But I think giving them the confidence that that they understand what's going on on the lanes, and they understand that the strategies that we've, you know, that we work in are our sound strategies, sound practices. And so they've learned the game. They understand the game so much better that mentally they believe that they have. They have that as an advantage, so I, you know that that is also part of what you know allows you to perform, knowing that you're doing the right thing at the right time.
2: And you know the you know once we once uh, the the year kind of ends and the season, hey, what kind of plan for yourself? Are you going to maybe continue to try to coach? Or are you going to maybe get back and compete out on the on the senior tour? You know, have you have you really thought much about you know kind of post college experience?
1: Well, of course, uh, been thinking about it. There's been a lot to think about. Um, I have had uh, a handful of offers from other programs that we're looking, uh, in the next year. Um, so there is some opportunity there. Uh, I'm not sure if those fit yet. I haven't really got, uh, to sit down, uh, much and talk about it because we've been pushing so hard to finish this season. um, I have strong ties to Brunswick, um, haven't been on their staff. And, you know, there's something up there that's, uh, possibly available that I'm, uh, looking at. Um, kind of involved with some of the pro staff and stuff that I like to do coaching. Uh, so that'd be a good fit. What I really like to do is stay in coaching. That is kind of what I my love. I'm as competitive, um, and as passionate about my coaching and what you mean by competitive is I want to go out there and do as well as I can at all times. And I, just as if I was on the lanes competing. And so anything I do, uh, I I want to feel like I can have impact. So coaching has been that thing for me since I've left the tour. Would I like to bowl a little bit more this year? Yeah, I would like to, but I'm not sure if that's going to be in the cards yet.
0: All right, Bob, and, and not not wanting to end on on a kind of a downer note, but I, I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't bring up that the whole collegiate bowling world had a sigh of relief late last week when the Delaware State University women's program had an had an accident there uh, while while traveling to a tournament. Thankfully, everyone was was treated and, and now released from the hospital is what it looks like. Uh looks like there may be a, a, still some you know some lingering injuries, but thankfully everyone will, will survive and will make that. When you hear a story like that and see something like that, does it give you pause and, and make you think no matter where you end up here, just really kind of how lucky as bowlers we all are. I mean, all the miles that are put on buses and cars and, and even, you know, airplane, everywhere that we're traveling to bowl, and, and yet, you know, you really don't hear a lot about stories like this.
1: No, you're right. I mean, the first thing, you know, the first thought was, oh my God, I hope everybody's okay. And as you have time to reflect, you do look back and say, this could be anybody. This could be us easily. Uh, all the miles we put on, all the travel we do, late night trips, getting back after a long day. Uh, even if the bus driver has been arrested, it's still a late night driving through the night to get back to campus, you know? and And, uh, and when you're in that setting on a bus, you know, many of those kids are sleeping, you know, they're not awake. They're not, they're just resting. And so, you know, most of these ladies are probably doing just, just that resting with, uh, you know, getting ready to perform the next day. It was, uh, it was, uh, eye I opening when I saw the pictures, I'm like, Oh my God, everybody lived through that. There wasn't a window left in that vehicle. There was, it was a rollover. I mean, we had one, girl that was definitely seriously injured. She's got a, a long road back but uh the fact is like you said, everybody's here. Everybody's alive. We can only pray that she heals and uh we get back to it. We will most definitely keep
2: her in our mind and prayers and again I want to you know it's been a it's been a long season. You gotta bowl thousands of shots and, you know, these last two tournaments are That's what matters at all. We got sectionals and Nationals. And on behalf of me and Tim, I want to truly wish you guys nothing but luck and success out there. And then, Bob, you're doing a great job with that program and those kids. And I really hope you guys are are able to find success at the top and and make this kind of last hurrah really really great for you guys.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, And thank you for the time. I appreciate having a chance to speak on it. I'm proud of this team, Uh, what we've been able to accomplish. And I really want to see these kids – uh, have the moments of their lives while we still are, are, working together. And, uh, no, we've had some good ones so far. Let's see if we can take it to the finish line.